Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Alright, welcome back to the Grave Plot Podcast. Now, a member of the Pod Gods Network. Uh, I, as always, am Skeletoni. And I am Taylor of Terror. Thanks for coming back uh, and joining us again, guys. Um, I know it's been a while since you've heard our sexual voices. And I know you're probably thinking, oh great, it's been four weeks, this is going to be a fucking 12 hour long episode. But I, I think I think we cut the mustard and we just got the, uh, we, we trimmed the fat. And we, we just got the meaty goodness. Yeah, uh, I mean, we don't have, we don't have the amount of news that you'd expect from, you know, almost a month long break. Um, but, which by the way, we apologize for. Um, we, we hate missing episodes as much as you guys do, but Tony had to go and get married. I know, fuck me. I had to go and get another year older. <laughs> there was just a whole lot of shit going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I am married now. And I am 31 now. <laughs> I also had to get a root canal. That's another new thing, so that's, that was that's fun. how that happened. Um, you know, it's it started kind of bothering me a little before the wedding. But I was like, okay. I just need to be able to deal with this until after the wedding, and then I'll get it taken care of. And so I um, waited, and, I mean, beginning of this past week, I started having a lot more pain. And so I started looking around for a dentist, because I didn't have one, because I didn't have insurance for so long. And so I finally tracked down a few here in town, ones that actually took my <laughs> insurance, um, and started calling around. But then on Wednesday, Thursday, sorry, uh, the pain was so extreme. I was just, you know, sitting at work, and I just had this excruciating pain that was so bad, I actually started shaking. Jesus. Yeah, it was a fucking nightmare. Um, and, you know, I had, like, employees coming in to talk to me and my coworkers coming in to talk to me. And it's like all it sounded like in my ear it was just and I'm just thinking just go away <laughs> stop Kill talking me. to me <laughs> uh yeah um the wedding was good it was uh I mean I may be a little biased but uh <laughs> I think it was one of the better weddings I've been to yeah um I haven't been to a lot so but I went to one in Maui so you you know, you know well, that to live up to. Well, um, you know, that, our, the wedding was like, it was like it was trying to go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much working against this. I mean, my fiance sprained her foot the night before. Um, or I guess I should say my wife now. Um, her grandmother forgot her dress. Or no, sorry, she didn't forget her dress. Her uncle forgot her grandmother's dress at home. Um, and the cake was involved in an accident, like a car accident. Jeez. I didn't uh, hear about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, my wife's uncle was bringing the cake over cause we ordered it from Wenatchee. And those for you, not from Washington. It's on, it's in the center of the state. Hi Kevin. <laughs> um, it's in the center of the state rather than over here on the West side where we are. Side. Um, so it was being transported by her uncle who lives in Wenatchee um, in a, a truck trailer. Or, sorry, it was a, it was a bike trailer because he races motocross. And 
apparently, I, don't, I think he was maybe changing lanes, and he swiped another car with this trailer. Jeez. With the cake inside. <laughs> so, uh, and we found out later that this was actually the second cake, because the cake maker made the cake wrong the first time. <laughs> so the cake maker... Technically, he made it wrong the second time, too, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Well, No. You said it wasn't supposed to have fondant. Oh, yes. It had fucking fondant on it. I can't stand that shit. And I specifically told them when we were placing the order, do not put fondant on our cake. I hate it. I don't want it anywhere near me. <laughs> but there's fondant. Um, anyway, but so I got there, and after being in the accident, it was all cracked on the sides. Oh. It wasn't especially noticeable, but it had cracks all down the sides of the tears. Um... And, uh, what else? Oh, and the sound system wouldn't work. Yeah, right. Because I was trying to use our mixer here that we use for the podcast, thinking that that would be sufficient, because it has phantom power, to power the speakers that our buddy Jensen had brought. Um, and so I plug them on, wire it up, plug them in, and it doesn't work. And I f- actually we found that after we turned everything all the way up, like every volume knob and like control that we could find we turned it all the way up there was just this tiny little sound coming out of the speakers <laughs> um and then but luckily jensen had brought his the actual pa that comes with those speakers but he didn't bring the power cord but luckily and this guy is a saint i mean it's, it's a uh, 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 wife and husband couple that owns and they actually live on the property of this venue um I go and ask him, I say, is there any chance at all that you have an ICS cable, which is just a standard, like, something you'd see plugged into, like, the back of a computer tower, mm-hmm. or, you know, most electronics nowadays, and he says, yeah, I think I got one, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> so we got that up and running, and then after that, everything went well, yeah, so, uh, thanks for being my best man, hey, anytime, yeah, I'll be sure to uh, ask you my next marriage, too. Um, <laughs> don't tell my wife I said that. <laughs> um, anyway. So, um, how was your birthday? It was good. Uh, we went and saw Book of Mormon. Nice. And it was as funny as everyone had said. It wasn't quite as offensive as I had heard, mm-hmm. but I'm not religious or black. So right. maybe <laughs> that had something to do with it. Um, but no, it was, it was funny stuff. Cool. Um, well, anything else new with you? Um, no, not really. Mm. One thing I want to talk about, I don't, it's not really horror business, but I wanted to touch on it. Okay. Uh, there's this new game that I just downloaded. It's the Green Inferno Survivor or Survival. I think it's Survival. Mm. And it's a, it's like a Facebook game, right? No. No? No, it's, it's just, it's a mobile game. Mm. And it's obviously based on the um, Eli Roth movie coming out in September. Right. Basically, the point of the game is you're, you play as eight of the um, activist people, and you're in the middle of this six-way intersection, and there's these different tribesmen that come from every direction. And uh, you can put down mud, which slows them down, and then you can dig holes or put up fences, mm-hmm. which, which stops them. And then, like, in later levels, you get more stuff where there's, you know, there's a fire and there's bombs and, and, uh, and then there's certain tribesmen. Because all the different tribesmen are different colors. 
And so the different colors start to represent things like there's the orange ones can jump over the fire and the green ones can jump over the fences and the gray ones can jump over the holes. That's how they get you. Yeah. So like it's you, st- you have to start actually thinking you can't just throw out whatever trap. You have to like notice who's coming and right. every time they get to you, they take away one of your people. Mm. It's a pretty fun game. Cool. You should check it out. Maybe I will. Maybe you should. Well, as we mentioned before, we are uh, now a part of the Pod Gods Network. Um which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, you can check out all of the pod gods at podgodsnetwork.com. Um, so, yeah, there's a, a, a good amount of shows on there. Um, I haven't gotten to check out a lot of them. I think I've listened to one or two. Um, but um, we will be putting in uh, uh, an ad from one of the many great shows on the Pod God Network um, later in the show. Um, so from there, I guess maybe we just launch into horses some horror business, unless you've got something else. I have nothing else. Okay. Horror business. Alright, um, you know... (laughs) As has become the norm, we're going to start out with some horrible, horrible, tragic news. Yeah, I, I think I, I do it this way because... Can only go up from here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you bring it bring it down and build Crush it Crush your up. spirit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in, in yeah, some, some sad news. Um, those of you that are familiar with um, kind of the makeup community, uh, special effects makeup, I should say... Um, Kind of this revolutionary makeup artist, Dick Smith, uh, has passed away. Um, he was 92 years old. Um, he, you would know him probably best from his work on uh, The Godfather, making you know Marlon Brando look old. Um, I would say most of our listeners will probably know him best from The Exorcist. Yeah, The Exorcist and Altered States. Yeah, um, he was responsible for the makeup effects in those movies. Um, but also Amadeus, which he actually won an Oscar for, um, making uh, F. Murray Abraham, um, who was currently in his 40s, making him look, uh, you know, in his 80s. Uh, and he actually got an Oscar for it. Um, so this guy, he was, he, he was like I said, revolutionary. Um, he he kind of changed the business. Um, he was the the kind of influence, main influence and you know, advisor to Rick Baker, who you know from American Werewolf in London, right. um, Wolfman, and just, you know, he's kind of the werewolf guy a little bit. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it's very sad that he passed. Um, I, I don't know the, what he died of. Um I think maybe just old age. I mean, he was 92. Yeah. Um, in 2011, um, sorry. Yeah, sorry, 2011. He actually did receive an honorary Oscar um, for the, the Governor's Award, which is like the highest honor you can receive, like the like the most prestigious um, Oscar. Is that like a receive. Lifetime Achievement Award kind of thing? More or less, yeah. Um, and that has never been given to... Um, a makeup artist before. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, so his his influence in the business uh, remains to this day. Um, a lot of people would know his 
his book uh, it was um, Dick Smith's Do-It-Yourself Monster Makeup Handbook. Um, who I, and I mean, that book was what influenced a lot of today's makeup artists. And still is today. Um, so it's a very sad thing. I mean, especially me as, as a makeup guy. It's, it's very upsetting, I guess, that we lost him. And, uh, 92 is a good, that's a good long life. It, it is. Uh, and, um, but I think his, I think I, I had posted this on Twitter and Facebook, um, or no, I guess just Facebook, but his, his work will live on by, you know, through his, you know, his inspiration and through anybody that's ever picked up Dick Smith's do-it-yourself monster makeup handbook. Um, so, um, rest in peace, Dick. Thanks for being around. San Diego Comic Con. Um, there was a couple little horror nuggets in there, mm-hmm. but one specifically was the premiere of the trailer for Tusk. Yeah, we've talked about Tusk on the show a handful of times. It's Kevin Smith's latest foray into horror. Yeah, and, um, I mean, a lot of people called Red State horror. Yeah, I, I don't consider it horror. I don't either. I consider it more of like a, a crime thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one looks pretty much just straight horror. Yeah, definitely. Um, it reminds me a lot, kind of like, um, almost like a House of a Thousand Corpses style. A little bit, movie. yeah. Um, the the movie stars Justin Long and Haley Joel Osment coming in out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Michael Parks. Parks or Park? Oh, I don't know. Oh, shit. Um, I don't give a fuck. I don't know him. Basically, the premise is that uh, Justin Long plays a podcaster and his podcast is all about weird and interesting stories. He interviews people from around the world who have these strange tales and he goes to talk to this guy who fell off a boat or something, I believe, and was saved by a walrus. Mm -hmm. And while he's there, this guy tries to turn Justin Long into a human walrus. Right. He kind of draws him in by telling him, kind of regaling the story. How walrus, or what actually drew him to it was the source of the, the real inspiration of this movie. He, it looks like he finds an ad, yeah, for an open room in, in this guy's home, saying that he's he's been an adventurer. He's had he's led an amazing life, but now he lives alone, and the, he has a room available, free room and board, for as long as the person wants to stay, but they have to dress as a walrus and allow allow themselves to be fed like a walrus by this guy which is actually the the true story I mean, right that's the, i mean this is where kevin smith got the idea um so it uh did you watch the trailer i did yeah uh i remember him he he said on uh, uh jane silent bob get old um that the trailer shows a lot but shows nothing yeah, it it definitely doesn't like really get into the details of what is happening mm-hmm. as far as the the transformation. Right. My favorite part of the whole trailer is when Justin Long just starts screaming. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, help me, and 
uh, Michael Park just starts screaming along with him. Yeah. Just to show him that, like, no one can hear you. Mm -hmm. Nothing you can do is going to help you. Oh, it is Parks. It is Parks. Okay. Um, Yeah. And it was just so mocking, too, the way he was doing it. So, Uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this. Um, I... It's getting, actually, a, a theatrical release, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, do we know a release date on this? Uh, oh, sorry. September 19th. There you go. In the U.S. Worldwide, I don't know. you have to check your local markets. Um, but if you haven't checked it out, uh, go to YouTube and look up the, the trailer. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. And um, a little tidbit from comic-con that bloody disgusting was reporting that the movie possibly might star johnny depp yeah which is weird yeah i I, i'm not sure what the role would be well apparently this takes place in canada right um and johnny depp plays like a canadian inspector like a detective basically Uh um Who's like really pretentious and full of himself? So you know Johnny Depp. Um, <laughs> did you see Harley in the trailer? Did I see Harley? Harley Morenstein from Epic Mealtime. No, maybe I don't. It's he, he's kind of in the background, but he he plays like a border patrol agent. He's like in a little booth. Oh, but it's like he's not in the scene, but he's like in the background. You can just see his giant beard. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I didn't notice that. But yeah, so this movie looks pretty cool so check out the trailer and i believe they have a website which i think is tuskthemovie.com let's see yes correct tuskthemovie.com which actually has the trailer on it so there you go you can just go there and maybe float around the site nope that's it just the trailer and a a splash page all right is there links to twitter or anything uh yes. Oh, so there you go. You can you can follow the movie on Twitter and Facebook and all that. Uh, hashtag Walrus. Yes. Yep. Did you notice too? The trailer or the poster says, "By at that Kevin Smith." It has his Twitter. Oh, yeah. It has his Twitter handle on the poster. Yeah. So check it out. Um, let us know what you think. In related news, um, Kevin Smith. I guess for his next movie, I think. <laughs> Who the fuck knows with him? <laughs> Uh, he's actually planning a spinoff. By the way, before we get into this, apparently Hell in a Handbag is happening. Really? Yeah, but it's going to be a cartoon. Ah. But like, there's already like people cast and stuff on it. Huh. Well, all right. <laughs> For those of you re- that don't remember, Hell in a Has- Handbasket was a movie about a giant rampaging Jesus trying to take over the world. <laughs> um, he's like, like rapturing people, I think. Yeah, I think so. And it's like somebody trying to stop him. Or... And it, it's it's hell in a handbag now, but I think it was originally handbasket. Yeah, it was. But it's, it's handbag now. Huh. Well, all right. I don't <clears> know, <throat> maybe he got sued by a tranny or something. <laughs> um, is tranny offensive? I don't know. Uh, my wife is very sensitive to those kind of things, and I say tranny all the time, and it doesn't seem to affect her, so maybe it's not. All right. <laughs> um. Anyways, back to the story at hand. <laughs> uh, so, yes, Kevin Smith is planning a Tusk spinoff. Um, it's going to be called Yoga Hosers. Um, 
Uh, the idea came from another idea from a podcast, which he's is, only got like twelve of them. So podcasts. Oh yeah, uh, but aren't these all these ideas from the same one? I don't know. Oh well, regardless, um, these are actually going to be they're they're very minor characters in um, Tusk. I mean, obviously, none of us have seen it before, um, but these characters are very very small bit parts, um, and. They are almost in the background. I mean, they have dialogue, but not influential characters whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Kevin Smith, he cited this as being much like uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, which are characters from Macbeth? No, not Macbeth. Um, Hamlet? Hamlet, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hamlet, 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 Hamlet. <laughs> Um, who are, you know, those of you familiar with your Shakespeare. You know that Hamlet is about vampires. Right. Um, and Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, similarly, were characters that were, had very minor roles, were barely in the play. Um, but then somebody went off and maybe it was Shakespeare that did it. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Went off and created a whole other play based on these two characters. It's a little like, um... I don't know, sort of like Wicked, I guess. Yeah, a little, a little bit. Although that's more of a, like a prequel, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Um, Kevin Smith said, I've built a whole movie around them, and I've brought one of the other characters ba- uh, from Tusk back. So. Johnny Depp. <laughs> that's speculation, I have no idea. Right. Um, it's due to start filming this year. Um, so I, I have to imagine this will be a comedy. Because Cause it's called Yoga Hosers? Well, that. And <laughs> I mean, like, I've, I've seen pictures of the characters. Oh, have you? Yeah. I have not. I think one was wearing like, a bunny hat or like, a bunny beanie. What <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. Um, so um, I think people have asked if, like, this is going to be another Jane Santa Bob. And I don't think that's what he's planning at all, is for them to basically replace those characters. Um, so they're just a, a goofy duo. I mean, completely separate from Jane and Bob. Hmm. Um, anyway, so let's do start filming this year. Um, we'll keep you updated. I, maybe, I guess. I mean, this isn't really horror. It's not our, our field. but We don't really know yet what it is. True. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. So you don't have to. some more American Horror Story Freak Show casting news. Uh, Wes Bentley will be playing Eddie in a two-episode arc that will be the the Halloween episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie is a man from Kathy Bates' past who seeks revenge. Do we know yet who Kathy Bates is playing? Only that she's an employee, or like, not an employee, but like a member of the Freak Show. Right. I know we, we had all said, me, you, and Carlos had said that she needed to play the bearded lady. Yeah. Um, which could happen. I, actually, maybe, I think maybe there is another bearded lady already. I think the only one that we know for sure is Michael Chiklis is playing a strong man. Yeah. And um, 
Sarah Paulson is playing the the two headed, you know, Siamese twins. Yeah, we've already seen a picture of her. Yeah, which I was underwhelmed. Well, the, the picture I saw was like it was like a picture of a picture. It looked like somebody had taken a picture of a picture with their camera phone or something. So it wasn't a great quality picture. Mm-hmm. The know. one I one I saw was actually on Sarah Paulson's Twitter. Like she had posted it herself. So it may have been the same thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I don't know. It just looked like basically they duplicated her head and like you know digitally and put it on the same body. It could just be like a promo photo that's. You know, it was quick and dirty just to get something out there. Could be. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Fuck uh, it. Um, those of you that don't know, Wes Bentley is, he played, um, I don't know the character's name, but he was in Hunger Games. Useless. I don't watch fucking Hunger Games. Give me a break. I've only seen it once. I think my wife made me watch it. Sounds about right. <laughs> I... I I'll take that back. I saw like half of the first one because my girlfriend was watching it. Mm-hmm. But I, I never, don't even know how it ends. And I don't really care. <laughs> uh, let's see. When Jennifer Lawrence takes her top off in one of them, then, then I'll start watching. <laughs> Amen, brother. Uh, he played... I'm going to find it because now I need to know. They all have weird names. It's going to be like Calgon or something. <laughs> Calgon, take me away. This is radio gold right here. I know. <laughs> I, I love that we always have like long silences while we're looking something up. That we I'm trying to keep out all the dead air as much as possible, <laughs> but I'm sitting here talking about Calgon. Like, <laughs> um, fuck, I can't fucking find. Oh, uh, Seneca Crane, the guy with the goofy beard, the one with all the swirly shit. And oh, he was yeah. like an interviewer or something, right? I think he worked for the the big come with like the conglomerate or whatever it was that runs the Hunger Games. Yeah. Um, the government, I guess it is. I don't know. Whatever. He's also in Jonah Hex. He was in Ghost Rider. Those are the ones I know him from. Um, there you go. He's going to be in two episodes. Yeah. Um, and he'll be joining Kathy Bates, Jessica Lang, Sarah Paulson, Evan Peters, Francis Conroy, Dennis O'Hare, Jamie Brewer, Emma Roberts, Angela Bassett, Gabori Sidibe? I think it's Gabori... Sidibe. And Michael Chiklis. Yeah. Um, I know Michael Chiklis plays Evan Peters' father. Right. But I don't know if Evan Peters is a freak or... I'm not sure. I know there are... I mean, I think there are a handful of these cast members that aren't freaks. I would think so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so pretty impressive cast. I mean, a lot of re- repeat people. Um, Kathy Bates, Jessica Lange, Tara Paulson, Evan Peters, of course. Um, Emma Roberts, Angela Bassett. I just said all of those. I know. I guess there there were more than I thought, so now I'm just repeating <laughs> the entire list. A lot of repeats, but still a good cast. Um, did you say when these are premiering? Not yet. Okay. Do you want to do that? Sure. Um, <laughs> as always, American Horror Story will premiere in October. Uh, the tentative schedule for the Halloween episodes is the 21st and 28th. Right. Which would make sense. So check it out. On FX. Is it on FX or FFX? Or FXX? Oh. It's always been on FX before. I know, but so is Sunny. Check your local listings.
world of gremlins is heating up with a brand new just don't get them wet haha <laughs> um the there's there's been talks of a gremlins remake for probably two to three years i'd say mm-hmm. at least um it sounds like it's finally moving forward but it's going to be billed as more of a faux sequel i don't know mean? what that means but to me it means we're going to get a gremlin sequake <laughs> which is a sequel remake that's fucking god damn it <laughs> every time there's always something disappointing to report on at least one thing this is one of them yeah um Steven Spielberg will be involved, although we don't know in what capacity. It's being produced by Chris, Chris Columbus, Seth Graham Smith, and David Katzenberg. Which isn't terrible, but doesn't mean it's going to be good. No. I mean, look at Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Do I have to? No. <laughs> but, I mean, Spielberg was involved in that. Yeah, was so was George Lucas, though. Yeah. Fucking George Lucas. George Lucas just seeing how many franchises he can fuck up. Uh, anyway. Anyway, are we... That's all we know. Yeah. Um, all we care to know. <laughs> no, no word yet on casting or plot line. I, I imagine it's probably going to be like the first th- third, the first act is going to be kind of a remake recap. Mm-hmm. And then on to new bullshit. I'd like to see Zach Galligan and PBK in it, honestly. But. I, in, in some capacity, yeah. It would be kind of be cool if they were like the parents. You don't think that's a little cheese dick? It's, it's a little cheese dick, but it would still. Uh, yeah, I guess at least to you know draw the lines between, you know, to connect it to the original movies a, a little bit at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever. Um, so yeah, that's all we know. No release dates. No casting. Nothing. Uh, I mean, I imagine they're still in pre-production. I would think so, yeah. So that's all we are going to report on now. I didn't even like any of the sequels, really. There's only one. Was there? I thought there was two. I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't care for the sequel then. Yeah, me neither. The only time I liked it, or the only part I liked in the sequel, was when the Gremlin sang "New York, New York." <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, let's move. So we talked to you before about uh, the musical to American Psycho, which at the time starred Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. Had a pretty short run. I mean, I don't know how long stage or like musical runs typically go. Do you? No. It seemed short to me. It did seem short. Yeah. I don't remember exactly how long it was now. <laughs> um, but something that we actually speculated on is coming to pass. Uh, America Psycho, the musical, is coming to Broadway. Well, not Broadway officially, but I don't think. Uh, Off-Broadway, I believe. Right. Um, it is more specifically coming to the Second Stage Theater in Manhattan. Um, it's looking to start uh, around March 2015. Um, no word yet on casting. Yeah, I was actually I was having a conversation with my dad the other day 
Um, I was telling him I was going to see Book of Mormon, and my dad, you know, lives in New York. <laughs> and he was like, well, you're not going to get to see it with the original cast like I did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, then you need to go see American Psycho and, and let me know how it is. <laughs> and he's like, okay, give me a ticket. I was like, I'll, I'll see if I can get you a press pass. <laughs> and I was like, but I don't think Matt Smith's going to be in it. He's like, well, then I'm not going. <laughs> like, you don't even know who Matt Smith is. <laughs> It'd be nice if he was going to be in it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's doing anything right now. I mean, like I said, it's going to be MPH. What? I don't know. I think if he was to do that, it would be too much like watching Barney Stinson yeah. being a, a, a psycho. You know, that's a very good point. <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't, I can't think of anybody I could see doing this. I mean, I'm sure I could if I had time to sit down and think but not anybody who does musicals no I, mean, I, don't, I don't know I mean NPH did play um, Sweeney Todd though so he's it's true but like, like I said I mean just watching him be in a suit yeah know, be a, being very uh, dapper once very Wall very Street obs- yeah somebody's very obsessed with his looks it's, just, it's Barney that's, that's an excellent point point. and so that just ruined the character watching him kill people <laughs> Um, yeah you said March right yep March 2015 so if you live in New York Jason Buffer um, (laughs) and want to check it out and let us know how it is then by all means please do so and we would love to to have you like you know send us a a review of it and we could play it on the show yeah you dick Jason Buffer For some reason, they're making a sequel to Sinister. I still remember the episode we had Kevin on. He said, hey, Kevin, did you see Sinister? I did. Did you like it? Oh, it was all right. Did you want to see another one? Oh, God, no. <laughs> well, then, good news! <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, it's it's beginning filming in Chicago. Chi-town. Chicago. The Windy City. Uh, yep. <laughs> you said all the good ones. Home of Dabbles. And Dabbers. That's enough. <laughs> but yeah, apparently the entire movie is going to be filmed in Chicago. It will be directed by Sierra Foy, as we discussed in, in a previous episode. Did we ever know... He directed Citadel, which I actually considered watching, but I believe it was a foreign... Watching for the show, but I think it was a foreign movie, so I changed my mind. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, No plot details released as of yet, but they... This just sounds creepy. We're looking for girls ages 8 to 12. (laughs) Well, did you mention that they're looking for people? I I just did. Did you? Yeah, they're looking for girls 8 to 12. (laughs) To be in the movie! Right. Not for any other more sinister means. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, yeah, looking for ages, girls ages 8 to 12 who speak Norwegian. How many Norwegian-born girls are going to be in Chicago? Yeah, I'm going to say not many. 
I mean, you got to go to like Norway, Minnesota, <laughs> at least I would think. Yeah, because I mean, I know there's a lot of there's a Scandinavian population in that state. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Um. Yeah. Whatever. And uh, no idea how what like what the role is, how big the role is. Yeah, but it just, uh, just says for a role in a horror feature film, and apparently this is ambiguous, and people started speculating. Um, but uh, the Illinois Film Office's Betsy Steinberg um, confirmed that the ad is for Sinister Two. So, um, I have to assume Sinister Two is going to be a completely different story. Yeah, I won't. Sp- Spoil things, but there, there's could be some carryover. Yeah, maybe to an extent, but who gives With a shit? That really, one character at the very end, right? Yeah, but yeah, probably just some uh, stupid jump scares and Mister Boogity. Kind of like the first one. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's being written by Sierra and Foy and uh, C. Robert Cargill, who were the writers on the first one. And uh, it's being released from Blumhouse. Yeah. So, uh, oh, and it's supposed to start filming next month. Right. Uh, no, this month. This month? Yeah, this is an old story. Oh. So. Um, That's what happens when you don't do an episode in four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I updated that. No. Well, anyways. Whatever. It's filming now, so if you're not in it. You're probably not going to be. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> if uh, you want to see it, then why? <laughs> so, uh, some more... San Diego Comic Con news: um, Jack Black was on a panel for uh, the new Ghost, Ghost Bumps movie. Ghost Bumps? Goosebumps? Did I say Ghost Bumps? It sounded like Ghost Bumps. Well, it was Goosebumps. That's what I meant to say. Um, and uh, Entertainment Weekly uh, re- revealed some some stills from the movie. Um, it's Jack Black, almost unrecognizable. I think. I mean, he he's, he's dressed. I wouldn't say sharply, but a little more. Um, more proper than you're used to seeing him, probably. Um, he's wearing some horn rim glasses. He he kind of looks like a chubbier version of Rivers Cuomo. A little bit, yeah. Although, he doesn't look as fat as he used to. He looks like he slimmed down a little bit. Oh, yeah, he's lost a lot of weight. I don't know if you saw him in that Weird Al video. But he looked like he trimmed down yeah. quite a bit. He looked old in that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, yeah, so horn rim glasses, his hair is kind of you know parted and slicked off to the side. So it's a very different looking Jack Black. But he's supposed to be R.L. Stein, which he looks nothing like R.L. Stein, but he's dressed as him. So, uh, And he's surrounded by zombies. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, the, the story is about a young boy who moves in with his mother and sister in Greendale, Maryland. There they meet young adult author horror... There they meet young adult horror author R.L. Stein. 
Although, wasn't he originally supposed to be... He had a different name, didn't he? Um, I think when we was first... Mr. Re- Shivers? When we first reported on this, I think it was just kind of like a... Maybe like a working title or a working name or something. Could be. I, I, don't, I don't think it was anything official, but it appears now, at, le- at least now, he actually is playing R.L. Stein. Right. And then Slappy, a demonic ventriloquist dummy, comes into play and sets free the many demons of Stein's mind. Right. And, you know, anybody that read Goosebumps growing up knows Slappy um, from... Night of the Living Dummy. Yeah, there it is. It's been so long since I've read those. Yeah, me too. Um, But Black uh, was talking to Entertainment Weekly, and he said that he chose to do the kids' movie because it's funny and scary. You know, something that would be great to take my kids to, and, and something that would be fun to make. Um, kids, he went on to say, kids like scary movies, but you can't take them to what they what are, are the big scary movies now, where Satan comes out and bites your genitals off. Um, what movie is that? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, those movies can actually leave you mentally scarred, and that's not for kids. But kids still like to get the little, a little thrill and a little danger, so you need projects like this. Um... So, I, I, I get the impression this might be something like Hocus Pocus a little bit. Yeah. Kind of like maybe that same feel. I think it's going to have the same feel as the Goosebumps kid, uh, TV show. I don't think it's going to be that hokey. Was it really that hokey? I thought it was. Alright. Because my wife, several months ago, because uh, Goosebumps is on Netflix. Or is no, it? No, sorry, I think it's Amazon Prime. Or instant video. Oh. Whatever. One of the two. She was watching Goosebumps, and like, oh my god. <laughs> but is it, is it just that way now, watching it as an adult? Maybe. I mean, because I remember enjoying it when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is set to hit theaters August 7th, 2015. Right. Um, and I don't think there was a trailer yet. No, not... I mean, not that I've seen. All right, so we're still waiting on pins and needles for that one. Um, but we'll keep you in the loop. Another announcement made at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, this is one that me and Tony have been talking about, and neither one of us are really quite sure how we feel about it. Yeah. It's like I want to be excited. Yeah. But I'm also very nervous about it. Yeah. But there is going to be a TV adaptation of Evil Dead. Mm. And it's going to star Bruce Campbell. Bruce! Which, I mean, that gives me hope right there. Yeah. And, the, I mean, the fact that it's Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell give it some some clout uh actually it's sam raimi and ivan 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 raimi who like he's sam raimi's writing party i mean partner they don't really do anything without one another so yeah um i don't know how do you see this playing out (sighs) my big question is what how is it going to be with um the other canon like, is it going to tie in? Is it going to be kind of a remake? Is right. It, you know, what's what's the plan? 
Yeah, I mean, because there was talk of uh, Army of Darkness 2, and then eventually crossing the, the, the stories, you know, the new Evil Dead and the old Evil Dead, crossing those stories over and making right. kind of a new series. Um, of course, I mean, they're moving at a snail's pace, these movies. So, you know, like we've mentioned before, Bruce is no spring chicken. Yeah. You know, he can only can only do this for so much longer, you know? Um, so, I don't know. And apparently Bruce's involvement was announced on Twitter. Was it? Yeah, well, it says that someone tweeted, Only if Campbell is the star of this new TV series will I accept. Don't make a fool out of us longtime fans. And Bruce responded and said, That's the plan. <laughs> well... I mean, has there been any, like, actual verification with this yet that you know of? Verification as far as what? That he's actually going to star, aside from Twitter. Because he likes to fuck with people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, let me see here. Fuck off. Fucking ads, man. Fucking ads. Uh, um, it'd be nice to see Bruce. I mean, if this is actually is true, it'd be nice to see him back on TV. Um, I mean, if not in movies, you know, I, I've mentioned before I was a huge fan of Burn Notice while I was on. You know, aside from Michael Weston, Sam was obviously my next favorite character. And he's he's basically playing himself, I think. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like he just he responded to that tweet and said, that's the plan, and then posted a picture of himself as Ash. Hmm. All right. Well, I don't know. We'll stay, we'll stay on top of this and make sure everything comes to pass because I'm, uh, I'm a little skeptical. And Sam Raimi does have a tendency to just kind of blurt things out and then never actually bring them to fruition. That's true. Um, Case in point, Army of Darkness 2. Yeah. Still waiting to hear more info on that. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on it and uh we'll relay any news that we hear. Indeed we will. So it felt like forever ago, but last episode we talked about Rob Zombies thirty one. Yep. And, uh, you know, discussed the rough outline of a plot that he had. And now we're getting some, some more info. They they launched the official website. Mm-hmm. Which is what? Oh, uh, is it 31themovie.com? Go ahead and talk. I'll figure it out. Anyways, on the website, you will find uh, images, video, and information about the films. And also where to donate because apparently 31 is going to be crowdsourced and that's the catch didn't see this coming no and it's you know he says that it's because he wants to have fan involvement in the movie Mm -hmm. i'm just wondering if lords of salem bombed so bad that he can't get funding it wouldn't surprise me um yeah, the, the basic outline that we have now is that 31 is the story of five random people kidnapped on the five days leading up to Halloween and held hostage in a place called Murder World, 
While trapped inside this man-made hell, they must fight to survive, playing the most violent game known to man. A game called 31. 31 has no rules. 31 has no boundaries. It is ever so simple. Do whatever you can to... Do whatever you can do to kill your opponent before they kill you. Keep this up for 12 hours and freedom is yours. So it's basically The Purge. It's kind of The Purge meets Saw meets Killer Clowns from Outer Space. (laughs) That's what I get from it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I'm sold on this. I am not as excited as I used to be. It looks like the website is fanbacked.com slash C slash 31 dash Rob dash zombie dash film. I think the shorter version is uh, rz-31.com. There you go. Okay, I didn't know that was <laughs> that was the link that it took me to. Um, and as, as with most crowdsourced films, you get something the more you donate. Right. Uh, the minimum looks like is fifteen. I don't think there is a minimum to actually donate, but to, in order to no. get something, the minimum is fifteen, which gets you exclusive thirty-one swag, including a poster, a keychain, and I think some stickers. At fifty dollars, you get an autographed poster. At uh, wait, there's both fifty. There's a few fifties here. Okay, you get. Uh, so I guess you get one of. Uh, an autograph poster, a crew t-shirt, a signed DVD, and that's it. At $150, you get a signed uh, Devil's Rejects poster, signed by both Rob Zombie and Sherry Moon Zombie. Because <laughs> that's what everyone wants. Then it jumps to $500, which gets you one ticket to the cast and crew screening. At $750, you get a special thanks in the end credits... $1,500, you get one of the actual crosses from House of a Thousand Corpses. At $2,000, you get a Michael Myers mask from Halloween. I assume probably one of the masks that's hanging in his room in the mental institution. Probably. He's got, like, all the masks. But so that one's obviously very limited. Yeah. And then at $2,500, you get... Yeah, uh, sorry, it says that there's only been three out of 50 claimed, so... Oh, okay. <clears throat> so get on that. At $2,500, you get original clown makeup design for the film. At $5,000, you can be an extra. And at $10,000, you get executive producer credit. Because that's basically what executive producers are, just the biggest right. funders. Um, but also a bonus reward. Um, I think it's just for do- donating. You get entered for free into a raffle or like a lottery, you win a lifetime laminate for every Rob Zombie show that you can get to. Um, this gets you two spot, or sorry, I guess you get two laminates. Gives you two spots on Rob Zombie's personal guest list for every show you can get yourself to forever. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, if you're a huge Rob Zombie fan, that's pretty cool. I mean, I'd... I think you would have to be in order to give him that much money. <laughs> well, sure. Well, no, I think this, I think this is... You en- even if you donate like fifteen dollars, uh, oh. I think you get entered in this. That's my guess, because it doesn't give an, an amount for it. So if you got money burning a hole in your pocket and you really want to see Rob Zombie make another movie, then uh, head to whatever rz thirty one dot com rz hyphen thirty one rz h y p h e n thirty one dot com. Not that. 
Stupid. Uh, and yeah, just you know, throw your money at him. So you guys might remember a little movie called The Mummy, starring Brendan Fraser and uh, Rachel Wood. No. Weiss. Weiss. Thank you. Um, and then you may also remember the one from the 30s, which apparently was it was based on. Really? Yeah. I didn't get that at all. Me neither. I found out years later that that was the same thing. <laughs> or not necessarily the same thing, but like it was based on the original Mummy. Obviously a very different story, but... <clears throat> um, but at least it had a mummy in it. Yeah. Um, so now Universal, you know, deciding that maybe their properties aren't doing so hot, they're going to basically jumpstart all their Universal Monsters um, properties. And they're starting with The Mummy, rebooting it from scratch. Wait, they're starting with The Mummy? Didn't they start with The Wolfman? I don't know if The Mummy, or I don't know if The Wolfman's counts. I, I don't know if they're including that or not. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see in the years to come. But anyway, so they're working on The Mummy. Um, and they they announced that Alex Kurtzman um, is going to direct. And he, if I remember right, he has more credits like writing than directing. Um, I think I looked him up the other day. We're extremely unprepared. Oh, right. He's Michael Bay's boy. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, he did, he did, um, let's see. He has directed five movies. Well, he's directed three. Well, he's directed two (laughs) and, and one episode of Alias. Um... I'm saying that he's directed one episode of Alias, one episode of New Day. Oh, yeah, that's a TV show, too. People Like Us, I don't know what that is. Um, and then he's got two movies in the works, one of which is The Mummy. Um, he wrote... and The other of which is Venom. Hmm? The other of which is Venom. Right. Which is a Spider-Man spinoff. Yeah. Um, although, I don't know how they're going to make that work, because Eddie Brock hasn't even been introduced in the Spider-Man movies yet. Anyway, um, yeah, he's got more, like, producer experience than anything, I think. Good. Um, he did write a handful of stuff. Um, (laughs) he wrote a lot of, or he wrote 14 episodes of Hercules' Legendary Journeys. With Sorbo? With Sorbo. Uh, one episode of Xena. Uh, he wrote The Legend of Zorro. Wow. Mission Impossible 3. He wrote Star Trek. Oh, well, that's something. Yeah. And Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, well, that's not... You didn't like it? I actually haven't seen it. Oh. <laughs> um, and he is, he is a writer on Sleepy Hollow, which I do enjoy. I haven't seen it. No. Um, All right, well, let's not just read the guy's IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, got off track here. Um, anyway, so he's attached to direct. And... Um, 
The movie is plotted for a June 24th, 2016 date, um, as reported by Heat Vision. Um, plot details are being kept secret. No, say what it says. Under wraps. Ah-ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> um, Get it? <laughs> but it looks like the mummy is actually set in the present, as opposed to, um, you know, in the 30s. Or twenties, whenever, whenever it did take place back in the day, <laughs> in, the, in the day, um, and it will. It's going to be more of an action movie with horror elements rather than just a horror movie, uh, which they seem to be doing with most horror movies now. Is Michael Bay sticking his fingers in this, or Cause that sounds like what Michael Bay does? I don't know. I think Michael Bay is more Paramount's guy. Well, Michael mm-hmm. Bay needs to stay the fuck out of. My move, my movies. Yeah, Michael Bay needs to stay the fuck out of the world. He needs to dig himself. Like, I mean, if he's not just gonna just gonna kill himself, uh, he needs to dig like a like a cave, like five miles into the surface of the earth. He should dig a hole like up to his neck, and then get in it upside down. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it will also feature new characters and not rehash previous incarnations. So no Brendan Fraser. Oh. <laughs> um, so. that's what you want to do with a remake is in- introduce new characters oh shit well, uh, mic problems okay I'm good now settle down there chief <clears throat> um, so yeah no word yet on if it's going to have a mummy <laughs> it doesn't say it's going to <laughs> well typically the title would imply that you would think but they're trying to remake an American werewolf in London with no werewolves true uh fuck all right so yeah june 24th 2016 i like how we have a release date but no plot details uh fucking hollywood universal i got a poster (laughs) i got a poster and a title go um fuck anyway um we don't actually have this on, on horror business, but it's somewhat related. Apparently, Universal Studios, they've had um, uh, House of House of Monsters, I think, or House of Horrors. Uh, it was like this ongoing thing featuring their universe, the classic Universal Monsters, the Mummy, Dracula, Wolfman, Frankenstein, etc. Um, it's been going for decades. I mean, it used to be just mo- mainly a Halloween attraction, but I think they started keeping it open year-round. But they're shutting it down. It was like a kind of a main attraction at Universal Studios, but now it's going bye bye. What True. the shit? Yeah, I, they're they're replacing it with something. I don't I don't remember exactly what now, but yeah. So Why don't you just fucking get rid of Jaws while you're at it. That's probably next. Um, you watch your whore mouth. <laughs> uh, so I believe they're actually closing at the end of this month. They're not even waiting till Halloween. Fuck. I know. Um, so if you want to get your final fill in there and like, if you're, you live in LA or you're making a trip to LA, I would go check it out uh, and kind of get your last, last visit in before they shut the doors. Um, and I think that's it for this story.
So, previously on the show, we've talked about Eli Roth's next project, which is a movie by the name of Knock Knock. Yep. Oh, you're supposed to say, who's there? Oh, who's there? Shut up. Um, uh, he recently was on the Nerdist podcast, and he revealed some, some plot details. Um, well, I guess this is the same shit. A pair of femme fatales wreak havoc on the life of a happily married man. That's not anything. Yeah, we already knew that. Yeah. Uh, uh, quote from Roth. I just directed a film with Keanu Reeves, and it was my first time directing a big major star. Knock, knock. We just wrapped. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Keanu Reeves, a big major star. <laughs> okay. I mean, comparatively, like, who's been, like, Freddie Rodriguez and Heather Matarazzo are probably the biggest names that have been in anything else he's done. Who the hell's Freddie Rodriguez? He was uh, in Hostel. Oh, him. Has he been in anything else? Quarantine. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we just wrapped. I'm editing now. The fucking coolest guy. And you think about it, like, that guy's been famous since the 80s. That guy's been famous since I was in high school. I remember I was in high school when Bill and Ted came out, and it was like, that guy has been famous for so long and so many decades, and no one can figure out why. That last part was me, sorry. <laughs> we were shooting nights, and it was very intense, and it's a thriller. It's not a horror movie, but it's like he goes through insane stuff in the movie. Why does he keep not making horror movies? Well, Green Inferno's a horror movie. Well, sure, but this is not a horror movie. By his own admission, um, that one movie, Aftershock, is that what it's called? Yeah. That's not a horror movie. No. That's not him, though. He's in it, but I don't think he he didn't write it. Uh, maybe you're right. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I don't know. Knowing that it's not a horror movie is... Uh, I'm less excited. I don't know. I, I, I typically, typically will give... Roth a chance because I know he has it in him yeah but um, I'm more interested in seeing Thanksgiving which I'm yeah gonna... where's Thanksgiving Eli yes. yeah we all want it um, yeah he hasn't talked about it in probably at least a year you know I went back because we, we talked about it on our Thanksgiving episode mm-hmm. I went back and looked like I think we were reporting on old news possible i don't think that was recent <laughs> we reported on it yeah it's possible but either way um yeah so this knock knock is wrapped but we still don't have a release date i imagine he's going to be doing some editing and and such so yeah um, this whole article was basically just him slobbing on keanu reeves's knob yeah I guess I should have vetted this a little more. Yeah, he didn't really provide us with any information uh, other than that it's wrapped. So that will be out soon. Yeah. Well, eventually. So, uh, we mentioned before that Edgar Wright, who you would know from, or as directing Shot of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, 
um, uh, World's End. World's End. Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. You know, you know, good movies. Um, he he left. Don't <laughs> don't. <laughs> um, he he left. He, he was contracted to be the director of Ant Man, and it was actually underway and left the project. Um, we think it might be because Kevin Feige um, kind of rubbed him the wrong way, but we don't know for sure. Um, Kevin Feige has a reputation among directors as being my way or the highway. Yeah. But I think that might be okay just to maintain a certain certain amount of continuity between the movies. I suppose. But who knows? I mean, they got a fucking comedy director to replace him, so let's see what direction they're going in now. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we also reported that he might be directing a Kolchak um, uh, movie. Adaptation. Adaptation. Um, possibly starring Johnny Depp. We haven't heard anything else about that, but something he has moved on to do is directing an ab- adaptation of the book Grasshopper Jungle. Um, I am not familiar with this. Nor am I, but um, from the uh, sound of the book, it sounds like it might be interesting. So according to the New York Times, Grasshopper Jungle is a rollicking tale that is simultaneously creepy and hilarious. It's a propulsive plot... Sorry. Its propulsive plot would be delightful enough on its own, but Smith's ability to blend teenage drama into a bug invasion is a literary joy to behold. Smith may have intended this novel for young adults, but his technique reminds me of Kurt Vonnegut's in Slaughterhouse-Five in the best sense. Alright, so <clears throat> sounds like it might be kind of right up Edgar's uh, alley. Yeah. Combination of horror and comedy. Um, and, you know, we've seen what he can do with kind of a teenage themed movie like with Scott Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim, yeah. Um and we know he can do horror and you know things of kind of like a sci-fi nature. Mhm. Um He's a very I mean I don't want to just blow him here on the show but I mean he's a very well-rounded director, I think and um I don't know. I, I dig his stuff. Yeah, I I'm I'm kind of behind whatever he does, so. Yeah, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um Apparently, this will follow another movie that he's working on, I think. Yes. He is currently working on Baby Driver. Right. For Working Title, which is the movies that put out the Cornetto trilogy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Baby Driver is... It's a project he wrote, and it's described as a collision of a crime, action, music, and sound. Well, all right, then. Okay, um, well, <laughs> that's uh, look, look forward to that. We'll keep you posted on details uh, with uh, Grasshopper Jungle. Um, I'm sure we'll both be eyeballing it personally, so we'll be sure to keep you guys in the loop. And I think that's going to do it for horror business. That's all we got. Um, so how about before we jump into our reviews, we take you to a nice, lovely ad from one of the many great shows on the Pod Gods Network. Welcome to the Evil Teddy Bear Podcast, the podcast where we review movies and do interviews. Join me and my co-host, Thomas Fine, as we sit back and review old and new movies. That's right, and sometimes movies from the future. The future! But also, have guests on the show. People like Misty Dawn, people like Alana Pierce, people like uh, Zach Hoffman, Ethan Dentonmeyer, and many, many more. 
Check out our website at eviltedpodcast.blogspot.com today. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. And don't forget to visit us on the Pod Gods Network. That's right, the Pod Gods Network. Where were the Pod Gods, the Pod Lords of the Century? And we're back. Uh, so let's jump into the reviews. Okay, so which one do you want to start with? Um, let's, let's go ahead and start with Almost Human. Authorities have yet to find an explanation. See that? Is that a body? Did you hear? What? About the murders. I think it has to do with Mark. Seth, Mark is dead. This is private property. What are you doing in my house? Wait! This isn't going to turn into another problem like last time, is it? Almost Human is a uh, horror sci-fi from 2013, written and directed by Joe Bigos. Bigos. Uh, rough synopsis. It's about... Um, uh, where were these people from? Do you recall? Um, oh, jeez. Northeast somewhere. Maine or something. I think it was Maine. It may have been Maine. But they uh, have these weird encounters with bright lights. There will be a light from the sky. and <laughs> Bright light! Bright light! Um, I can't do high voices anymore. <laughs> too, many, too many years smoking. The people who encounter these bright lights disappear. And then they come back later and they're different. They're uh, slightly different. They're violent. And goddammit, if they don't just do the most horrifying little shriek ever. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> that was awful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the the main uh, characters are Seth and, uh, and Jen. And then Mark is, is the first guy that you see get taken by this light and he comes back so he's he's kind of the uh the antagonist yeah but it's weird that he he doesn't see himself that way right you kind of it's weird because like when they come back they're they're still themselves yeah but they're different yeah it's It's, it's not like you know like some other entity in 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 their body yeah it's like invasion of the body snatchers type thing right something like that 
it's uh yeah, like you said, it's the same same person, just their mind is different. Yeah. And they've clearly got something going on <laughs> with them. Yeah, and they're 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 just brutal and have absolutely no regard for human life. Right. Um and then Seth is Mark's friend and he's trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Basically. Um, and uh, Jen is Mark's wife or, or girlfriend. I, I believe ex-fiance. Because okay. by the time he comes back, she's already moved on to another guy. Right, right, right. Um, God, wasn't the guy's name? Uh, uh, Clyde. Clyde, yeah. <laughs> Why would you name a character Clyde? <laughs> and, like, the guy doesn't look like a Clyde at all. No, he looks like a goofy douchebag ginger. Yeah. He looks like his name should be, like... Chad. Yeah. I was trying to not do the obvious route, but yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so this this movie was um, surprisingly well done. I mean, because we know that this is a, was a very low-budget movie. Yeah. Um, and I think it was... Uh, was, it, was it Joe Bagos? Um, the, he was on the Movie Crypt podcast. Yeah, it was him. Um, and there's someone else with him, I think. Yeah. Uh, was it... <sighs> Shit, I don't remember who it was. Anyway, people involved with this movie, including Joe Bagels, um, were on the Movie Crypt podcast, and they were talking about how, you know, the, the moderate, very moderate budget. So I'm, you know, I'm listening to it and having not seen the movie before, thinking, oh, well, this, you know, they're, they're they're speaking very highly of it, but I know when I see a movie that's been spoken highly of that has a low budget, it's still not that great. It's just very well done for a low budget movie. But this actually had some very surprising uh, production value. Yeah, uh, I mean everything was shot through a fucking blue filter, which I cannot stand. <laughs> um, I mean it was like I was watching a fucking episode of Cold Case or something. Um, but um. There, there, there wasn't. There, there were no images of aliens or alien ships or anything of that nature. No, just the blue light. Yeah, and that's that's all they did. But it was so effective. Yeah, I mean, they didn't need to show. It reminded ships. me a lot of um, shit. Fire in the sky. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. So, uh, in something like this, it's, it's kind of the, the minimalist um, feel to it, um, but it was very effective. Yeah, it it worked. And I feel like if they had done more with, like, if you had seen the aliens or the ship, I feel like it would have given it more of, like, a hokey factor. Definitely. And it's because, I think, personally, because it was such a low-budget movie, that had they showed those things, it would have been exposed as very low-budget mm-hmm. CGI. And so that would have brought the production value down. Because it, it would have just turned into a sci-fi channel movie. Right. Um, so. Um, and I, I'd say the, the special effects were pretty good. Like, surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah, they were decent. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the kind of the, the probe that Mark had, that, like, he would do that terror, that awful shriek thing. Yeah. And then this probe would come out and attach to somebody else's mouth and 
he would basically turn them into one of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like a clone, but like whatever it was going on with him, whatever the the other, whatever the aliens had done to him, he, he was, was doing doing to others. To yeah. Them. Um, am I just remembering it wrong, or did it seem like he had kind of like control over those people? Uh, I, yeah, it's possible. It wasn't really explained. Yeah, I mean, because we 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 watched these movies. At least I did um, before my wedding, which now is almost two weeks ago. Yeah, um, I watched this one around then. Yeah, because yeah, we thought we were going to record that Saturday. Yeah, but there was a bachelor party on Friday, <laughs> right? And I, yeah, I came home after the bachelor party, passed out until like I kept sleeping until like two. And then I had to do stuff, so that wasn't going to happen. Anyway, back on topic. Um, yeah, so I mean, I keep talking in circles here, but it was just very well done. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and I mean, there's a, a decent body count in it. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, he uses an axe to do most most of the damage Mm -hmm. but there's also a shotgun at one point um i think there's like a butcher knife at one point yes i think if i'm remembering correctly but yeah so it's you know it's a a good horror film in that there's lots of dynamic kills Mm -hmm. and like i said just absolutely brutal all of them no remorse yeah, I think my favorite, I mean, although it didn't show it happening, it showed the aftermath, um, where a, a very heavy rock was used to crush someone's oh, head. Oh, right, I forgot about that one. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, that was probably my favorite one. Um, but, anyway, so, um, yeah, I, I don't know, I'm... I'm I liked this movie, but I'm having a hard time coming up with things to say about it. <laughs> yeah, the the plot is not extremely detailed. No, it's really not. I mean, there's no explanation. There's no backstory at all. And then um, Seth has these dreams. Yeah. But they never really explain, like, is he, like, psychic? Or, like, what causes him to have these dreams? Because he, he starts having them right around the time that the light starts coming. Yeah. Well, because you remember... Both times. At the beginning of the movie, um, Seth is basically rushing in his truck to Mark's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically busts in on Mark and Jen and says that their friend... Um, I don't remember the name. I think it was Rob. Rob? Okay. Rob or Rick? <sighs> Maybe. You never actually see him. No. He, he's already gone. But he explains that he had been taken... By, by this, this light. light, yeah. Um, and you know, Mark being just this big fucking bear of a man, <laughs> you know, just being really overconfident, he gets a, he loads his gun and he, like he hears the sound outside and like it's that horrible shrieking, yeah. And so he goes outside, or no, sorry, that shrieking happens, and they all kind of collapse to the ground. Yeah, and the power goes out. Yeah, and Seth and Jen, they both are just holding their heads like they're about to explode, and their noses start bleeding. 
Um, and Mark just seems hypnotized and walks outside and is taken by this blue light. Um, and then it, it, it jumps to sometime later. It's uh, two years later. Is it two years? Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, like you said, Seth seems to be ha- starting to have these dreams and every time it does, it kind of causes a nosebleed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no real explanation behind it. Cause you'd think that the same thing would be happening to Jen, but it doesn't seem to be. Well, and if I remember correctly, he says something about the dreams earlier too. So it's, it's like he has them both times before the lights. So it's, like I said, it's, it's almost like he's psychic or, you know, has some kind of intrinsic tie into these lights, mm-hmm. but th- it's never really explained what exactly that is. Yeah. Weird. Mm, indeed. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good, good movie. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, like, it, it, it's not something I would write home about, I guess. But, you know, I might recommend it to, to a friend. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I um, mean... I, at, at one point, I got a question for you. Okay. At, at, when they're showing the... When, when they're first... Then they're talking about the lights the second time. When it's the, the two years later. And the news reports are talking about the lights. Mm-hmm. And they interview this guy on the news. Was that Joe Lynch... I don't know. Because I remember watching it and thinking in in the moment, I was like, oh, that was Joe Lynch. But then, like, I looked in the credits and there was nothing about him, so I was like, maybe it wasn't him. But I mean, it, may, it may have been such a small bit part that they didn't. Possibly. Because, I, I mean, if, if they were on the Movie Crypt podcast, then clearly they n- must know Green and Lynch in some capacity, so. Right. But at that point, the movie had already been done. But they may have already known them, like. True. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't catch it. Um, I I meant to go back and watch that part again, but I never got around to it. Well, you fucked up. I done fucked up. Um. So I mean, I, I don't want to stretch this out. I think that's. Now we've had some time to, like, a break and some time to kind of recoup, uh, and reflect. Uh, I think I sh- I want to stop trying to draw out the reviews because we think they need to be longer. Yeah. So, I think, I mean, unless you've got something else to say, I think we've talked enough about this, so maybe we should talk about ratings, unless you've got something else. Uh, I don't think I do. Like I said, to me, it was, it reminded me a lot of um, Fire in the Sky. Mm -hmm. Also, did kind of remind me of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, even though it wasn't like that. Sure. It It wasn't them overtaking the bodies, but there was like pods, like eggs that the people would come out of and stuff. That's right. I forgot about that. So it, it did have similarities. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go ahead and do my rating now. Um, I did like it. But if somebody were to ask me to recommend a movie to them, this wouldn't be one of my first thoughts. N- no. Um, I think maybe if somebody was saying, do you know a good movie with aliens? Of course, this didn't even really have aliens in it. I don't know. Maybe just uh, maybe. Just... I think if it was somebody like, like you, you know, who I know watches a lot of movies, mm-hmm. who this may have snuck by, then I would probably say, you know, because 
other people they're like oh it's a good horror movie i'm you know gonna say fucking night living dead or something no it's like well what kind of horror movie let's have a discussion here right (laughs) but i mean if it's somebody that i know has seen everything and they'll be like what's what's a good sci-fi horror Mm -hmm. i'll be like "Uh, maybe check out almost human yeah so um and then rewatchability scale which i'm starting i'm starting to make that a major factor in my ratings Mm -hmm. is rewatchability because i think that's very important because I remember thinking about two movies, and I had rated one higher than the other, but I was like, you know, I would rather watch this other one again, though. So, um, I, w- I would definitely watch this again. So I think I am going to give it a five and a half. All right. Um, I, I would probably watch this again. I don't know how soon, though. This yeah. might be one of those movies I have to put on the shelf for maybe a year or two. Yeah, definitely. And then I'll go back to it and say, oh, yeah. Um, but it was good. I mean, it was well acted. I mean, for people I'd never even heard of. Um, and, you know, it's dire- uh, the director, um, Joe Begos. This is, I mean, he wrote, directed, and filmed it. Wow. Yeah. Ambitious. <laughs> no shit. Uh, and the, was- guy, the guy, Graham Skipper, who played Seth, mm-hmm. um, he, he looks a lot like... Um, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> you know, it's funny um, in because we, we I assume we both watched it on Netflix. Yeah, the the little screen or like the the image that they show for the movie, the like card. Yeah, um, but it, not not the movie poster. It shows like a like a screenshot from the movie. It was a part where Seth is like screaming, or maybe he's just you know like in pain or something. Um, I thought it was like the youngest Lawrence brother. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Is it Andrew Lawrence? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I, th- I thought it was him at first. Anyway. Um, the girl that played Jen looks a lot better in her IMDb photo than she did in the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, she did look a little haggard. She looked better. Like, the part where she looked best was... Uh, after Mark was taken, but like before it all all the shit started going down again, like when she was in the diner. Mm, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the the direction. Aside from that fucking blue filter, <laughs> such a fucking cop out. Fucking J.J. Abrams. <laughs> um. Yeah. Aside from that, um, it was very well acted, well directed, well shot. Uh, and, and like I said, the, the graphics or the, the, the um, makeup effects and, and stuff of, of that nature were very well done. Uh, I, was, I would not have guessed this this was such a low budget movie. Um, and so uh, I think factoring in rewatchability, like I said, probably give it a couple years, but I would rewatch it. Um, it was uh, it was good, and I think I'll probably give it uh, a six. All right. Okay, so now we'll move on to the movie I picked. God damn it, Tony. <laughs> sorry, sorry, everyone. Uh, blood runs cold. My memory has just been sold. My angel is a centiphobe. <laughs>
Okay, so let's try and limp through this one. Um, this movie is about Winona, who is an, is she a writer? She's an artist. An artist. And I only know that because I looked on IMDb. That is not ever mentioned in the movie. Yeah, and her, like, very nondescript, like, what kind of artist she is. Yeah. It's like, do you paint? Do you draw? Are you a graphic designer or something? <laughs> Nothing. No. But what we do know is that her manager demanded that she go back to her hometown. And uh, just kind of m- meditate, basically. <laughs> I mean, just kind of, like, get in touch with herself again. Because Clear like, her headspace. Yeah, basically. So he rents her out this home in her hometown and along the way she goes out to a bar and she meets up with her ex-boyfriend and um and a couple of his friends and he she invites him back or invites them back to her house because you do that um and well it's it's obvious she still wants that D oh well yeah I mean Especially by, you know, when they start fucking. <laughs> she gets it. <laughs> um, and uh, there is some killer. You know, full disclosure, I didn't finish this movie. <laughs> I'm just going to let you guys all know that right now. Um, Lucky. <laughs> I think I probably had a good 15, 20 minutes. It's not because I said, okay, fuck this and turned it off. It's because I had to go do something. And I just never had the the drive to go back to it. <laughs> um, I think I was going to do it this morning, but then you showed up. So, uh, yeah. So, he, there's this crazy f- person thing in the woods. You know who he reminds me of? Hmm. The Executioner from Punk Rock Holocaust. Yeah, a little bit. Because, like, he's got the goggles, and then he's got the bandages around his face where the executioner had, like, a bandana. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, this thing is a cannibal, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what I think probably drew me to this movie was the poster of it. Uh, it had this killer on the front, and it seemed kind of iconic-looking. Like, I don't know, maybe a little bit. Because, you know, it's like these iconic slashers, you know, Michael Myers and Jason and... Um, Jacob Goodnight. <laughs> sure. That face. Have um, you seen the, the trailer for that? I have. What do you think of his new mask? I don't know. I don't know. I kind of was expecting a little more. Yeah than just, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar mask. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Um, (laughs) Anyway. um, Yeah, just the look he had had something like... Did you notice he had a mustache? It kind of poked out underneath the the bandages? No. (laughs) Yeah, he's got like this white mustache. (laughs) I mean, he didn't have any lips, did he? Uh, They might have just been covered by the mustache. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's why my dad has a mustache. He has no lips. 
<laughs> um, God damn. You said it had good ratings on Netflix, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It had like, I mean, it's like a five-star rating on Netflix, and I think it had like like two and a half or three, which is good for a horror movie. Especially a low-budget one. Yeah. So I'm just like, well, fuck. I mean, the plot sounded decent. Yeah? What it, the plot did not reveal at all is that this is a fucking Swedish movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they were trying to reveal that. I think they were trying to make it appear as an American movie. So, I mean... Eh, probably. Are I you know, f- like, the guy who played Carl, which was the ex-boyfriend's friend... Right. He... He, I think he was supposed to be American, but every once in a while it felt like his accent slipped. Uh-huh. And then her manager sounded Southern. Right. But again, sometimes his accent seemed to slip, too. Yeah, and hers, like... Uh, she just had an accent, Winona. Like, period. Well, it sounded like she was trying to hide it, but she was not even, like, it wasn't... She did a terrible job, job then, yeah. Um, so... She was a cutie. She was, yeah, she wasn't bad. She kind of reminded me of Katie Featherston a little bit. I could see that. Um, and she had some nice boobs. She did. So there's that. Yeah. We saw four, three boobs, actually. You only saw one of her boobs. Because it was from the side. You never really saw the other one. Oh. Well, whatever. Which was good, because we needed that to break up the fucking bullshit, absolutely nothing happening in the middle of this movie. Almost the entire fucking movie. Like, yeah. three quarters of the way of the movie is when it, something started to ha- fucking happen. And um, another thing that really started to bug me, and something I hate in, in movies in general, is when she- scenes are shot during the day, but then they either they, they put a filter on it to make it look like it's night. They just put, like, this really dark filter on it. Uh, and you can just tell it's day, because... There's one point where um, Richard, is that his name? Rick, yeah. Okay. Um, he goes out to take a piss. Yeah, that was the other thing. Yeah, they kept going outside. Was there no toilet in this fucking house? That's, like, me and my <laughs> wife were sitting here watching it, and I, actually her friend uh, from uh, from Australia was here too. Uh, and we're all just sitting there, it's like, why do they keep going outside? Is there not a toilet in this house? Is there not, do they not have toilets in Sweden? Um... Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> like, but I, like, maybe they were conserving water. I, maybe the pipes were frozen. I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't know what to say about this movie. It was so bad, and it, it, it was it was almost comical. The because it, it didn't seem at all that they were trying to reveal it as a Swedish movie. Or that it actually... Like they were trying to hide it. Yeah, like, it's like... When she's driving to this house, she looks at a piece of paper with the address on it. And it says... Some city in NC. Which, to us, as Americans, that's North Carolina. Right. I don't know if there's a territory or a state or whatever they have in Sweden that is NC. But the fact that... It almost seemed like they were trying... And, like, they were drinking Budweiser. Yeah. Like, I don't think Swedes drink Budweiser as a rule. As a rule. <laughs> I, I, I don't know for sure. But I imagine they probably have some European beer that's probably better than Budweiser. I'm pretty sure almost every beer is better than Budweiser. <laughs> um, so they're 
it, it reminded me a lot. Have you ever seen um, God, the Californians on SNL? Yeah. That's what this reminded me of. <laughs> a bunch of Swedes trying to pretend to be American. Yeah. And it was just, it was comical. Like, I can't take this movie fucking seriously. Um, the, the best part was the part before the credits. I didn't see that far. No, the opening credits. Oh, part before the credits. It had a... Oh. Hang on. It had a cold open. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> CSI Miami style. Yep, I got it. Um, but this fucking movie, there, there's a serial killer, and he kills people one by one. Eventually. Yeah, and then... Like I said, it takes a fucking hour to get there. Yeah, and there's... The, the final girl, I didn't see to the end, so I honestly can't spoil the ending for you. So I don't, I don't know. Spoiler alert: she gets away. Hey, but here's the thing: <laughs> that whatever this person thing is, it's clearly undead. Oh, oh, you didn't get that far? I don't know. He gets stabbed in the neck. He gets shot in the head. Doesn't die. Uh huh. The the manager when he comes, because apparently she was in the wrong house the whole fucking time. Ah. Because the manager goes to the house and she's not there. So then he's driving and he sees her car. So he goes to the house. He hears her screaming. Which, by the way, she does not have a very good horror movie scream. Did you not get that far? I don't think so. No. Because most time the girls in horror movies have this very high pitched scream. Yeah. She goes. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, so the manager runs in, shoots the guy in the side of the head, literally doesn't affect him at all. Just pisses him off? He just turns and throws his axe at him. Oh. All right. And then, like I said, there's a point where she stabs him in the neck, nothing happens, he doesn't bleed. You see his fingers and they're all gray. But then, at the end of the movie, he takes her to his underground lair. It's like this series of tunnels or whatever that they go into. And, uh... As she's laying in this pile of debris, she finds a fucking AK-47. <laughs> what the fuck? And just, like, sprays him with bullets, which knocks him down, but doesn't kill him. Then she takes a big rock and smashes his head. And then leaves. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Oh my god. Apparently movies are a lot easier to get made in Sweden. So that's what you missed. <laughs> well, I'm glad I turned it off when I did. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. You know, I'm done with this, I think. I don't have anything else to say. Um, did you see the decapitation scene? Maybe. Where the, the guy falls off the porch and the killer cuts his head off with the axe? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good effect. Yeah, the, the that I guess that's one positive about this movie. The effects were pretty good. Although, every time anything happened, there was a little spurt of blood that would shoot straight out. Yeah. Every time. Was it this movie that there was blood on the camera? Or was that almost human? I think that was almost human. Okay, yeah, I remember watching that and thinking, oh, Taylor's not going to like that. <laughs> Fourth wall! <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, this one, like, he's there's a part where he's eating somebody's 
you know, hunk of meat. I don't know what part of the body it was. But as, every time he takes a bite, it's like... <laughs> it's like, no, that doesn't happen. Hey, you don't continue to bleed once you've once it's been severed. And, like, when he gets stabbed in the foot and blood just... <laughs> God. It's like there's not a vein everywhere. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Okay, so... So, yeah, the redeeming qualities, the decapitation, and the boobs. Uh, the other girls' boobs weren't that great. They weren't that great. They were a little saggy. Yeah. Uh, Winona's were nice, though. Winona's were nice, yeah. Uh, Hannah Oldenburg. Oldenburg. Sweet. Yeah. Anyway. Um, There's a J in there, right? <laughs> I wish. No? No. Um, is that it? Uh, although, one other thing. After she smashes his head with the rock, he, like, reaches up to the rock. Oh, God. So we can expect a sequel, then. But no, it wasn't, like... It, it looked like he was going to just, like, pick up the rock and be like, hey, what the fuck? But then, I, I, I guess he was dead, and then she just walked away. It wasn't, like, a, like a last-minute, you know, a last-second final scare kind of thing. Mm. It was, like, immediately after she smashed his head, his hand goes up, like, oh, my God! Not my head! But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but then, apparently, he was dead. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, I apologize for making you watch this. Uh, thank you. Uh, I apologize to myself for making me watch this. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> I don't know how many times I said "what the fuck" at the end, because it's just like she just finds this AK-47. It's right there. I'm like, what the fuck? But <laughs> actually, at first I thought it was a shotgun, mm. and then it was like. So I was like, wait a minute. Shotguns don't do that. <laughs> well, they couldn't get a prop AK-47, so... Well, then when she put it down, I saw that it was actually an AK-47. Oh. Um, yeah, but then I was like, they shot him once already and nothing happened. Now all of a sudden they shoot him again and it works. Maybe they were like special bullets. Sure. Silver bullets. Yeah. Like, only... That's why he had it. Because those were the only bullets that could kill him. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he decided to just hide the gun in a pile of debris. Well, he was gonna get to it, but you know things got so crazy. Did you see? Did you see when he bit her fingers off? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't know. I honestly, even ran, like randomly, he just like bites her fingers off. What else? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then she just like wraps it in a dirty T-shirt or something. And calls it a day. <laughs> Uh fuck. I love how infection is never an issue in movies. Right. Um, okay. We're done. I don't want to talk about this <laughs> anymore. Um, what, what do you think? Uh, it did have redeeming qualities, so I can't go all the way down to one, but uh, it was so goddamn boring in the middle. Uh, two and a half. Okay, yeah, it was... It was so hard to get through. Um, basically, once there were boobs, and like I got the impression that there were no, not going to be any more boobs, um, that's when I kind of stopped paying attention because there was nothing else holding me there. Um, and like I said, you know, I eventually had to leave and turn it off, and I just never went back to it. Um, the story was stupid. The characters were stupid. Oh, one other thing. The, the fucking, like, closet or whatever off the... 
it was like there was a living room and then there was like a closet or something that the guy kept coming out of. Okay. But it seemed like that room was just fucking endless. <laughs> like every time someone would go in there, it was like they'd be walking around for ten minutes and be like, "Hello," and it's, "What is this room?" <laughs> but it was always like pitch black, so you couldn't see anything in it. Mm. So it could have been as big as they wanted it to be. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. Uh, fucking plot holes, just everywhere in this movie. Right. But um. Anyway, so yeah. The story was abysmal. The acting was awful. The acting wasn't terrible at points. In my opinion. I thought Winona was okay. She was okay, except for her scream. Her scream was terrible. Right. Um, Everyone else was just awful. Carl was clearly trying to hide an accent the whole time. The manager was awful. I like... (laughs) He gets out of his car... Like, he's, he, he sees her truck, or her van, and he stops, hears her scream, so he gets out, grabs his gun, and starts walking towards the house. Walking. <laughs> and then she screams again, and then he starts running. It's like, why, why were you so calm? <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah. Um, the so, Some of the graphics were okay. They are like, the you know the effects um not graphics graphics are always terrible some of the effects were okay um the boobs were nice um everything else was awful um so i'd say two all right so that does it for episode 21 of the grave plot podcast blackjack yep <laughs> um thanks for uh, Felt like we're a little rusty. We can get back into the swing of it. Yeah, we're uh, we trying to get some get some more interviews set up. Yeah, try and uh, yeah get back in the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt felt like a short episode. A short episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna be under two hours. I'll be damned. Okay, well, um, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Uh, as always, I am Skeletoni. And I am Taylor of Terror. Make sure to head to graveplotpodcast.com and uh, follow us on Twitter at grave underscore plot and like our Facebook page, Grave Plot Podcast. And uh, here at the Grave Plot Podcast, we're all just a little dead inside.